Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome everybody to The Lazy Geeks, Season 2. Now here are your hosts, Sapien and Nomad. Straight out of conference. Yeah! Ask you. They iced come on. Alright, welcome everybody to The Lazy Geeks. And this is your host, Nomad. And I'm Sapien. <laughs> and I'm in a stupid-ass mood today. So, fuck every single one of you. All right. <laughs> Moving into the stupid Jesus. <laughs> uh, it's been a busy week for Charlie Sheen, man. <laughs> it's been a busy week for us all. <laughs> Just keeping up with this shit. I mean. Um, Charlie Sheen is like... At Jesus popularity status at this point. And I think the funniest thing is, is he, he's speaking like we're all his fans, but you know, we just like to watch him fall a lot. I've got dragon power, whatever the fuck. What the fuck did he say? Like, fucking that dude's off his shit. Like, he's, <laughs> he's fucking nuts. If you took, uh, I'm on a, yeah, I'm on drugs. It's called Charlie Sheen. If I were to do it, you, if you were to do it, your head would explode and your your face would melt. I think he said. He because, basically said he's a god. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like if you try to be me, you're gonna fucking fail and you're gonna die, dude. That's hardcore. It's like it's wow, so, dude. We should. We, you know what? And he's been um he's been going to like every news outlet. We might as well get him on here. Just yeah. Call him. <laughs> right? Yeah, we can just. Yeah. We'll, Let's hit him up on Twitter and go, hey, dude, call in. He might, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He'll call in and tell you, duh, winning. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> awesome, dude. Um, it would be like Lazy Geek's first first celebrity guest, Charlie Sheen, at the height of his fame. <laughs> and I'm not being sarcastic. <laughs> uh, well, I think on that note, we should probably go into why is this news? Here you fucking go.
All right. That well, note. That note. I think you wait for the most obscure motherfucking thing, and then you. Do... All right, I, so. I I usually want to try to wait for the most insane thing you can say, and then use that as a segue. Oh, is that a challenge? <laughs> we'll challenge. wait till next podcast, motherfucker. We'll see what comes out of my mouth. Challenge could be your segue. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Moving to the news. <laughs> Uh, this week has uh, been a host of news regarding the fine Mar- uh, Makarov.com site. First, people began thinking that it was about Modern Warfare 3, since it, within days of Activision's announcement that there was another Modern Warfare game coming. Later, Activision claimed that it was a fake site. And then when you went to the site, there was a Modern Warfare-esque radar screen with a countdown. Yeah. Earlier uh, Tuesday, the guys at uh, GamerFeed had been keeping people in the loop stated that the site had been taken down only to resurface a few hours later and redirected you to a YouTube video. After viewing the video, it's basically the, a fan-made video, a pretty epically made fan Yeah, it was sick, dude. Of the first storyline of Modern Warfare. Why is this news? Because I want to know what the fuck this is about. I hate no. this long, dragged-out tease because you see the video, but there's nothing else. Like, that's it. And that sort of shit bugs me <laughs> kind of like those those like internet models that just show enough but they never take their clothes completely off <laughs> kind of bullshit you know what i mean yeah, <laughs> yeah i know though it's like the the stripper that'll only take so much off until you throw another dollar up there yeah, yeah. Like, why do i have to pay extra i need to pay a cover charge you got to get the minimum drinks and they give you the drinks at the same time so there's always that one drink where it gets really watered down because <laughs> yeah. you can't drink it fast enough and yeah because you, you nurse that fucker to like... yeah like fuck man that's a whole nother time though yeah um no but this trailer is sick like fan made dude they threw some money at this shit yeah that like, was... it's sick dude. the headshot i i actually i'm conspiracy theory or not i still think um activision has a play in this dude i think they're playing all of us I think that they, this is their shit. This shit is too legit. Yeah, it was just be some people like on the block doing some shit. Yeah, I mean there was you could you saw some scenes, especially the bridge in helicopters yeah. and all types of shit. Just the reality of like the headshots and all that stuff. It was it was intensely cool. Uh, if you haven't checked it out, go and hit the the website up. We have it up there on the website for you. So uh, lazygeeks.com. <laughs> all right, so. Uh, what what do you got this week? I yeah yeah. <laughs> Miss Kent never looks so good. IGN reports um, Diane Lane has been oh. cast to play Superman's mom, Martha Kent, in the upcoming reboot of Superman. Zack Snyder had this to say. Uh, let's do a Zack Snyder. For you. <laughs> this was a very important piece of casting for me. <laughs> Jesus. I don't even know if this is how it sounds. Because Martha Kent is the woman whose values help shape the man we know as Superman. We are thrilled to have Diane in the role because she can convey the wisdom and the wonder of a woman. That was a little play on words. (laughs) Yeah. Whose son has powers beyond her imagination. You got epic at the end. That's when the whiskey hit in. Lane's history includes a secretariat, lonesome dove, Unfaithful, The Outsiders, The Cotton Club, Untraceable, uh, Knights in Rodent, yeah, Rumblefish, Streets on Fire, Under the Tuscan Sun, The Perfect Storm, Jumper, and My Dog Skip. 
<laughs> Someone had fun on IMDb, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, and I ended with my dog, dog Skip. I know, right? <laughs> oh, and she is also Oscar nominated, which is pretty impressive to say the least. Let's all hope this reboot is awesome. Come on, DC. I'm rooting for you. Moving on to the rundown. <laughs> My win of the week, Modern Warfare Part 2. This, that's what the Hollywood Reporter is reporting t- um, earlier this week. It appears that this is the follow-up to, um, to last season's episode on Community, which became, quickly became a fan favorite. Epic. Somehow the guys will be drawn into another paintball war, but they won't be alone. Lost star Josh Holloway is set to appear on the season finale. All that I know is that he will play a mysterious person that emerges as the war breaks out. Having loved the original, I'm having a hard time thinking that they could be as big, that they could even top the episode last season. But I'm always, I am always anxious to be wrong in this case. Which you usually are. Uh-huh. A burn. <laughs> uh, moving on to my win of the week. Um, the pricing of the PSPs went down. Yep. Both the PSP 3000 and the PSP Go, if you even remember that one existed, <laughs> have dropped in price recently with the PSP 3000 running $130 and the PSP Go going for 150 That's like a hundred bucks. That's a hundo, dude. Yeah. So the pricing of the PSP Go makes it cheaper than the Nintendo 3DS also, which is pretty cool. Um, with the PSP Go's lacking sales and the upcoming ngp which would be the psp2 um these price drops make sense for a gaming slash media device i personally think the psp is awesome yeah i i, pre- I have recently borrowed uh <laughs> nomads <laughs> and it's it's working out quite well um the screen is a great size and gaming is of course fun with these new price points i don't see a reason not to pick a psp up now i already I- have one and I, Don't step on my fucking shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> now I was gonna say I'm not even gonna get it started on what I had said in that article that I posted online about. Oh, my, I'll fucking no. You know what? Real quick, <laughs> but this will probably get cut anyway. Um, <laughs> the, who was it? What, what were the name of the fucking people that did the thing and the thing and the whatnot? Uh, uh, website Electronista. Electronista. Um, Maybe they didn't have such a gay name. No, I'm just kidding. They uh, they post they they kind of did their own little thing, kind of what we do, but they basically stated that you know it's possible for the price decrease that um, it's because it was priced the same as an iPod Touch, and that the gaming and then the the games are cheaper on the iPod Touch. Now, when I explained this to Sapien last night, he nearly blew a gasket. Because we both agreed, and I said on the on the site too, is that that's the most in, inane and ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Read that, read his go to go to um what article was it? It was for the PSP price cut. Yeah. Go to lazy.com and look it up. I think it's on like the first page back. Um, because the comment the comments that Nomad made were pretty sick. I am fucking sick and tired of the stupid iPhone being called a fucking gaming device. Why? Because I can play Angry Birds on the stupid thing? Come on, dude. <laughs> like there are no, there's no real games on the on the There's barely any real games on the on the fucking DS. Let's keep it real, dude. Oh, what, yeah, what I um on the in the article it said some sites like um Electronista 
reaches, uh, reaches that they say that they are losing customers due to the iPod Touch, which is a ridiculous assumption that the games are available for the iPod Touch are not nearly as advanced and um, as the silly time filler games provided by Apple. That's also that's also going on the assumption that people are buying the iPod Touch purely for a gaming device. Yeah. When you buy a PSP, you're buying it for gaming. Yeah, it plays music. Yeah, whatever. But you're not buying it for that. Yeah. You're buying it to play fucking Crisis Core and shit, which yeah. is shit. And then, um, and then uh, I went on to say that the price drop has to deal more with the fact that Sony didn't really pull out all the stops in the handheld gaming device, uh, referring to the Go. Uh, most owners of the original PSP saw no initial advantages to the upgrade to the PSP Go, not to mention that the download-only content doesn't give you an option when you want to back up your PSP Go. This didn't revolutionize the handheld console, much like the Nintendo 3DS. I own a PSP and found no interest in upgrading to another device. Unlike Apple users, most gamers don't buy an update, um, buy updated stuff simply because it has a certain name on it. It needs a function. Simply because... We're not talking about gamers here. And I'm not saying that games like Angry Birds or their knockoff of Scrabble that they fucking had to rename or whatever. <laughs> um, is They're not – they're games, you know, they're, yeah. but they're casual. It's a casual market. Yeah. And I've played them before. You know, I mean you like the uh, – that fucking – that restaurant bit. What was it called? What are you talking about? On Facebook, man, the oh, restaurant. The, yeah, the cafe world, yeah. Okay, but you like that, and you play it, and that's cool. But you, let's admit, that's not a real fucking... That's, that's, that's not, not a, a full-featured video game. Dante's we're, we're, Inferno. That's yeah, straight up. Like, we're not playing Call of Duty when we're playing Farmville. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, let's keep it real. And I, I get sick of time, and I, I'm so fucking happy that smartphones do have the little time, the little time waster games, because that's all they are, really. Yeah, you're wasting time. I mean, because like when I would sit there and I have my iPod with me, and I'm on the bus or something like that, and I'll I'll sit there and I'll pull out and I'll start playing um like uh what do you call it like air hockey on there? Just something. It's not a gaming it's device. It's not a gaming device. That's that's plain and simple. But in any case, moving on. Mm-hmm. Because we can spend a whole hour on this one. Um, oh, real quick too. One one more thing. This wasn't an Apple rant. I wasn't saying anything bad about Apple. I think it's great that they made a device that – and they were the first ones to do it, make the, yeah. make the devices that have the sick games on it. I think that's cool. It's a rant against – and it's not a rant against that Electronista either because a lot of people are saying the same fucking bit. Yeah. And I think that I'm tired of the iPhone being in the same class. Someone told me – on some website – I mean, don't quote me or nothing because I can't remember where it's from. The, they put the iPad – in the same class as the PS3 and the Xbox 360. Yeah. I about lost my shit. Like, are you fucking serious, dude? Even maybe, with – even maybe we. <laughs> even, even, uh, even Gizmodo said that with a iPad 2, while it's all nice and cool and dandy, it will never replace a computer. No. So if you can't replace a computer, there's no way you can be compared to a gaming device. So moving anyway, on. Moving on. This, this is going all fucking day. Yeah. All right. Well, my fail of the week – and anyway, what not? <laughs> <laughs> Most gamers out there were bitching and moaning about the fact that Nintendo would release a new game system, the Nintendo 3DS, without a Mario game on release day. A mistake? Maybe. According to IGN, Nintendo president and CEO, Saruto Iwata, that's such epic name I know, for them to pronounce properly, but they have <laughs> epic names, uh, revealed Super Mario 3DS. Since 1996, 
when Mario appeared in 3D on Super Mario 64, it had always been for players to judge how how to jump and how to hit a fl- um, blocks floating in 3D space. Iwata said, Miyamoto said to me, <laughs> Miyamoto. Miyamoto said to me, finally the day has come when we can solve this. Why do I rank this a fail? Because they noted that it's still under development and hope to release more information about it at E3 in June. Not only that, it's a fucking Mario title. Exactly. And they, that's their flagship character, yeah. dude. And not to mention that there is no clear release date. That's sad. That, yeah. that, there is really no excuse. Every system that Nintendo's ever put out, there's a fucking fresh Mario game that comes out with it. This is, this is probably the first system to sound like that. Yeah. I think the Wii was probably the only one, but the thing was is the Wii came with that Wii Sports. Well, yeah, th- that was different because they were trying to f- have you focus on the fucking – you move your hands around like an idiot when you play games. They were trying to have you focus on that. Oh, I'm sorry. The motion controls. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think I think this is fail. I mean especially for the portable market, dude. Yeah. That's- Kid friendly. Yes. It needs to be Mario. Especially with, when you're dealing with the, the 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 DS. There's always been Mario games for that thing. That's a that's like an anchor. Of course, we're talking shit, and then when they do come out with this Mario game, it's gonna revolutionize the fuck, revolutionize the industry. Or I know, right? <laughs> and we're gonna be like, oh fuck, everybody's knocked under the kilter. Everything's laid wasted now. Yeah. And then we'll, well, it, Mario, the new Mario for 3DS has knocked Call of Duty off of the fucking shelves. Modern <laughs> Warfare no longer exists because fucking... <laughs> oh, man. Love it. I love it, man. All right, All what's right, my what's fail? My fail of the week. You know what? Here at the Lazy Geeks, we broke the news that Lucas was re-releasing the Star Wars films in 3D last year. <laughs> we broke that news, okay? Uh, well, now we have a release date for the first re-release title. The Phantom Menace will be released on February 12th, 2012. Uh, 2012. 2012. 2012. And that, that makes me weary about 2012. <laughs> is this news? Um, excuse me. If you're wondering why Menace is being released first, it's because they're going in chronological order. <laughs> so you get the crappy three before the epic three. Right, right. How much money does Lucas need to milk out of these movies? When does it become disrespectful to the original content? James Cameron, a leader in the current 3D technology, has stated numerous times that a movie must be filmed in a 3D with a 3D camera to get a true 100% quality 3D image. This conversion crap is just that crap, and it is not needed. If Lucas is having trouble paying the bills at the ranch, maybe he should come up with some new ideas instead of stepping on his old ones. Boom! <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'm, I'm pissed about that, dude, because it's fucking bullshit. Like, you know what? If it was a fan service, if the fans want – no – who fucking wants to watch a movie from the 70s in 3D? It's going to look like shit. I know. I, I've – well, anybody who's been listening to us and when we first mentioned this, it was just like, really? Dude, Um, I, I totally agree. I, I the, only, the only thing they could do worse than this is to remake the movies, to reboot Star Wars. I, I – you know if what? They rebooted I, Star Wars? <laughs> I think someone would kill someone. <laughs> I think the universe would implode if they decided to reboot. <laughs> I would be in the middle of it. Fucking <laughs> yeah. the fuck out. Like, they're going to have fucking Sh- uh, Shia LaBeouf as Luke. <laughs> and, uh, and Zac Efron as Han Solo. Like, what the f- No! <laughs> Anna Ferris as Leia. 
<laughs> oh my god. Interest. Come on, bro. <laughs> oh my god. Ryan Reynolds is Anakin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the dude Snape from the fucking Harry Potter movies is Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Miley Cyrus says Queen Amidala. <laughs> no, you know I fucked that. Yeah, that'd be fucked up too. You know, fuck that. You know who could be Darth Vader? Mm. What's his name from Honey I Shrunk the Kids from Spaceballs? Oh, that would actually make it cool. <laughs> it's already stupid. You might as well fucking. They should remake Spaceballs. That was an awesome. I love Spaceballs, dude. <laughs> anyway, I mean, this uh, general consensus at the Lazy Geeks is this is bullshit. I've lost so much respect. For George Lucas, because he's the one that controls everything. It's not like this corporation that's telling him to do it. He's he's the dude that's that's making the decisions. And I think it's bullshit, and it's really just a spit in the face. Yeah, you know, it's just a slap in the face to the fans. And the problem is that a lot, a big chunk of the fan base won't even notice that it's fucked up. Yeah, and they'll just go blindly by it. Well, I think the the problem. I think the for him right now, it's because of the fact that, okay, now there's a generation enough that they're kids that will want to go see it, and then the f- parents are going to take him to it. But I think he's he's alienated and pissing off um, the, the the older fans, you know. And, and I think at this particular juncture, he's going to – it's going to – I actually predict it probably will fail. And, I think too. And you know what he says too? Him putting it in 3D for the newer fans, I'm glad you brought that up. That's basically saying, you know what? This content doesn't stand on its own mm. the way it is, and it needs to be turned into something better. Yeah. And that's not the case. Star Wars is the shit, the first three. I think so- if I think if he went ahead and just said, you know what? We're going to re-release the movies um, in theaters, fans will flock to see it. Mm-hmm. But now you're going, well, we're going to do it again, but we're going to do it in 3D. And everybody that knows movies knows that post-conversion 3D is shit. Yep. Um, so you're going to – It never is good. It's never going to be good. It's you – can't, you can't take something that was filmed with an analog camera right. back in the 70s and first turn it digital. You can do that and then make it 3D all of a sudden. It will look like shit. Yeah. Period. The only reason Avatar looks so fucking incredible is because James Cameron's a badass. And he's like, you know, I think I'm just going to invent a 3D camera that fucking kicks ass. And he did just that. Yeah. And then he filmed the fucking movie. So it's just fucking stupid. Yeah. All right. Well, I think uh, it's time for us to mellow out. So how about we go into the comic rundown? All right, here are the five biggest stories in the comic book realm. Number five, British comic fans are rejoicing the return of a fan-favorite crossover character from Marvel UK. Death's Head will be returning with original Ah. writer Simon Furman, who co-created the character back in 1987. No, they didn't. I haven't written the, uh, the original Death's Head since 1994, so it's quite a big deal for me to write, uh, to write him again in a new story for a new audience, Furman told Newsarama. These days, most comics are aimed at older teens and adults, so the idea of reintroducing Death's Head to a younger audience was very appealing, it's, this is strictly a UK title, so here in the US, you're completely out of luck. Uh, number four. While some fans are still mourning the passing of Johnny Storm, Marvel has sent the final issue of 588 to, back to the printers after selling out at 
Diamond Comic Distributors. The new variant will have a different cover and come with a complete with the complete script of the issue as a as a uh, bonus content. Uh, it is expected in April. I did like the issue very very much. Nearly dialogueless uh, issue. It was very impacting. Perfect. However, it was no Amazing Spider-Man 655, which was my pick of last week. Uh, number three. Jason Todd, the most hotly debated character in Batman history, <laughs> is returning again. Uh, many of you of remember, course he is. Yeah, I re- many of you remember Todd as Robin and was the most hated Robin until 1998's turn in A Death in the Family, when fans sealed his fate at the hands of the Joker. Back in 2005, he was brought back to life. Judd Winnick, who brought him back to um, back from the dead, is taking over the Batman and Robin for a limited three-issue st- arc involving Todd and the rest of the Batman family. Why would you bring back a character that the fans voted for the Joker to kill? <laughs> this doesn't make any sense, you know? Oh, <laughs> uh, man, but, uh, well, he's back as Red Hood, so. Oh, well, that's uh, different. He's kind of back as a bad guy. Yeah. Oh, wait, that was in that animated flick, too. Yeah. Jason has been cooling his heels in Arkham Asylum, Winnick told Comic Book Resource. Well, I should probably say Batman, Batman, and Robin, both Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson and Damien are involved. So this should be pretty fun. Number two. Marvel has debuted the breathtaking cover of Fear Itself number two of seven from superstar artist Steve Steve McNiven, Matt Fraction, and Stuart Imanoman. Immonin, well, I'm going to get notes on that. Deliver from mm-hmm. the most anticipated event of 2011, kicking off this April with the extra size debut issue. With the entire world paralyzed in fear, Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, and the rest of Earth's mightiest heroes must battle an unstoppable tide of terror that will send shockwaves throughout the entire Marvel Universe. From the halls of Avengers Tower to the spires of Asgard, the entire Marvel Universe is about to enter a waking nightmare and no show of force, no attempt to reason, not even unconditional surrender can undo the damage done. You can check this, uh, you can check this cover out on the site and, uh, Fear Itself starts this month. And number one, continuing the Fear Itself, Marvel is going to release an all new eight issue series Focusing on the characters that may be worthy. If you've been watching, if you've been looking at the covers, you'll notice that are they worthy? Uh, the most epic part of this is it's free. Yes, Marvel is releasing these issues in digital form starting February to, I mean, April, <laughs> February, starting, <Huh? laughs> shit, I'm late! <laughs> starting April 27th on Marvel's comic apps, iPhone, iPad, and iPod Touch, Marvel Digital Comics Unlimited, and Marvel Comics on Chrome. We are, we want as many fans as possible to get a taste of this year's biggest comic event, explains David Gabriel, Marvel's senior vice president of sales. By making these stories available for free digitally, we're, um, we're reaching a worldwide base and making it possible for everyone to get a taste of the scope and excitement of fear itself. The main fear itself series will begin in April, but Marvel has already begun to push the point one issues that have started uh, that were st- uh, released last week with Iron Man, Spider-Man, and Wolverine. Coming this month, we'll see point one issues in Captain America, Deadpool, Hulk, Thor, and Uncanny Force. So this should be a very epic and fun series. So all DC gets out of the comic rundown is that lame-ass fucking G- um, Todd bit. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Yeah. Well, you know, give me some really good news over there, and then I'll, I'll, I'll do something. 
War of the, War of the Lanterns. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> War of the Lanterns, bitch. Actually, there's a lot of shit going. I'm gonna get what you're gonna talk next. We're gonna talk next podcast. All Here right. We well, one of the one of the main topics this week that I wanted to kind of talk about, and uh, we brought it up at the beginning of the podcast, was um, well, Charlie Sheen, and uh, we were talking about how. Uh, all these new – once this whole thing broke with him and Two and a Half Men creator, who hasn't said a damn thing, by the way. I know. Uh, <laughs> he's just like, whatever, dude. I got like, whatever, bitch. I got to do my motherfucking job. Yeah, I got shows to do. You can yeah. go ahead and – I actually it. have a job, Sheen. <laughs> I don't have anything to say. <laughs> but uh, it's it's funny because, like, I mentioned this to, to Sapien, and I was saying, you know, America loves underdogs. If you look at, like, sporting events – People root for the underdog because they like that underdog story. They like to go to the movies and see, you know, Rudy make that touchdown, you know, get out on the field and, you know, yeah, they want to see that. But at the same time, when we have those people that are up on high, we love to watch a train wreck. (laughs) And I I posted a blog earlier this week about, um, you know, America's infatuation with the train wrecks. Like we everybody's flocking to watch. And this, this is a prime example. Uh, this whole Charlie Sheen bit. Charlie Sheen on 2020, most people probably would have missed. But given what he's done, I had people quoting on Facebook texting me that I know never ever watch news programs are watching this and going, oh my god, he's lost it. Oh my yeah. god, nuts. Like this shit is everywhere. I think I was watching Nick Jr. and it came on. <laughs> Charlie Sheen. Like it's seriously, it it's sickening QPC. the coverage. <laughs> it's sickening the coverage. Like, yeah. I mean, there's still shit going on in the Middle East. Nobody knows shit because we're all watching Charlie Sheen. Although I think that um, Charlie Sheen and Gaddafi should go on speaking tour. I think they should. But they're because they're both just about as insane. I think I, they should. I mean, it's it's you know you got like everybody flocks about Lindsay Lohan. Oh, what's she gonna do? You know, she's caught for this. She's and the sad part is, is that you know, if any normal person was in what had done these things. There would have been no if ands or buts. They'd be in jail. Yep. You know, and if and, it had been me, yeah, I would have got the death penalty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's just you know America's obsession with with and and we're we're we faulted too because we and to be honest, we did it because just some of the shit he was saying was just hilarious, hilarious. for comedic value alone. It yeah. was just. I mean, he's a gold mine. Yeah. You know, and and I think in a lot of instances we really need to just like you know, we really as a society love to watch people fall. You know, we love to like quickly ridicule people in a in like people like Charlie Sheen, people are like, Oh, I, I don't like the way he the way he does things and I, I don't watch his stuff. Well, you know, if whether he whether you like his personal stuff, I think sometimes we need to separate the artist from the art. Yeah. You know, you get too many people that are like, oh, well, he said something bad about the president, so I don't like him. Who cares? He's a person. They have, yeah. their, they have their own personality. You know, and I don't think they should be held to a, a higher standard. And, you know, you know, he mentioned that he was going to think of suing Warner Brothers and um, CBS because for canceling the show. And, you know, there are a lot of people saying that he actually might have some a leg to stand on because apparently he doesn't have a morality clause like they sign up in Disney. You know, yeah, he, he can say whatever he wants. Yeah, he can say and do whatever the hell he wants, and which is sad. And I, I guarantee you, he's gonna make bank off this shit. Oh yeah, and but, but one thing that I thought was kind of funny was he starts doing all this crazy shit, and the ratings for his show got got better. 
and yeah, I'm because everybody got interested. And it's but it's sad. It's sad that it has to take somebody on the road to self destruction to think that oh I'm gonna watch a show because I want to see if he if you can see it. You're not gonna see it on a TV show. Yeah. Hey, did they cancel that show indefinitely or just for the season? Just for the season. Mm-hmm. But their contracts, I think, were. Um, I think his contract was only for season eight. Yeah. Well, that show honestly wouldn't work if he's not on it. Yeah. I I, I definitely agree. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna yank the show, the show's just done. Yeah. Uh, if you're gonna yank him, don't even bother with the show. Um, but you know, you got people like, like when Martin Lawrence went crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody was all over that. He was running down the street in his underwear with a waving a gun. Hell, he was talking about it. Yeah, you know, and it's like, if if you that was before social networking though. Yeah. So it didn't go fucking banana crazy like it did now. It was officially peanut butter jelly time when Charlie Sheen got fucked up. <laughs> Oh, it went fucking, it went digital. But it's it's just, it's, and then the fact that he hit like a million Twitter fans. But yeah. then that kind of makes sense because you want to see the random shit he says. Yeah, they're not fans. They're, they're just, enjoy watching a train wreck. It's, yeah. It's all, that's center stage to watch yeah. a train wreck. Because he's kind of an attention whore. And Twitter is perfect for attention whores. Mm. Like you, every, these people hang on every word. Like you ate a ham sandwich. Like, oh my God, he, he where, tweeted that he ate a ham sandwich. Where did he eat that ham sandwich? Because I want to go there. Suddenly now you want to go there. Because, yeah. Because so you can enjoy your own ham sandwich. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> it's like, Twitter is so stupid. Um, <laughs> I mean, um, I just, I just, it just drives me nuts on just how, how, People, we we actually go ahead and enable these attention whores, and, and that's really what we do. We're enabling these people by following them, by watching everything they say, and all that stuff. And it's just but it won't stop. It will never stop. No, for every Charlie Sheen out there, there's always a group of fans that will suddenly like, oh, I respect him because he's saying it how it is. No, he's saying how it is for Charlie Sheen. <laughs> if your ass said that. In real life. Yeah. Yeah. Charlie Sheen is being Charlie Sheen because Charlie Sheen can get away with being Charlie Sheen. Because <laughs> if, if I guarantee you, if you did what he did at your work, they wouldn't have shut down the office until you got better. Oh, you know what they started saying? Oh, never mind. I'm sorry. I'm stepping on your shit. I was just going to say that, you know, they won't close down the office because, you know, you couldn't come into work because you were too strung out. And you had too many hookers. No, they fire your ass. Yeah. And get somebody else in there, probably cheaper, to do your job. Who isn't strung out. <laughs> no, at my work today, people were using um Charlie Sheen as a noun. Like, no, it's like <laughs> action. They were like, I'm going to get Charlie Sheen this weekend. I was like, yes. Now it's official. Yeah. It's official. Charlie Sheen is a fuck up. Yeah. When you become an action. <laughs> Like I let's hey it's like this weekend man let's get Charlie Sheen dude Charlie Sheened up let's do it it's it's the same thing like like this uh this week is or was it yesterday I think it was twenty years ago yesterday Rodney King got pulled over um and got beat up by some cops mm-hmm. uh, for those of you that it's been a while or never lived in L A that's like a biggest stain on the city uh. Which, of course, led to the cops being on trial, and then they went to a completely white neighborhood to have the trial. And they were found not guilty, and that thus had the riots, um, which t- had great television, I will tell you that. Yeah, the ratings were amazing. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was 
I had to be in my house by six o'clock because it was a sun up, sundown curfew. And um, my friends and I would be on, you know, a party line and then telling everybody to switch channels because some dude is trying to steal a couch on his Mazda RX-7. Dude, 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 change it, change it, watch it. And uh, there was a cur- there was a curfew. Yeah, I didn't know. That. I was I wasn't in yeah, you, uh, California at that yeah, time. Yeah, no, they had a they had a sunups to sundown curfew for a couple of days. I remember school were cl- school was closed. You couldn't go to I I was going to uh, Pierce at the time, and they're like, yeah, I can't go to school. And uh, my brother was working at uh, they sent they closed the store down at like four o'clock so everybody could get home before that, and. Uh, it was it was ridiculous, but yeah, we would sit there and like comment on all the shit, you know, people stealing the most insane things, and because uh, when people are looting, they, they don't yeah. even get rubber duckies are yeah. being stolen, like it's just stupid. But then you know, like the whole thing with Rodney King, now it's a joke where you you know you're trying to bring peace to, him and then then suddenly you throw out the can we all just get along? <laughs> you know, it, it's just it's it when it's when you reach that level. That you just become a serious joke. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's like, um, God, there's other people's pain or pain. Your pain is another person's punchline. Jo- yeah. It really is the way it is. It's, it's how it always is. And people could sit there and be like, Oh, you know, it's bullshit. You should have sensitivity. Yeah. But when you're in your house and the doors are shut, you're talking the same shit. If you're with your buddies, you're talking shit. Everybody look, talks. Look shit. how, look how long Robert Downey Jr. was a punchline. Exactly. You could tell a racist joke and not be a racist. Yeah. Just because it's so stupid that it's funny. Yeah. I tell racist jokes all the time. You know, I, I don't go on the street and tell people at the bus. <laughs> you know, but I mean, I tell my friends or whatever. Everyone knows I'm not a racist, but I, I just think the, the jokes are so stupid. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's, it's just funny on how, you know, people give all these attention horrors. You have people like, now Charlie Sheen, you have Lindsay Lohan, you have people like Sarah Palin, and uh, I think Lindsay Lohan's dying down a little bit. Yeah, it's hopefully. Until but she still has a nice rack, so you, you gotta leave her <laughs> a little bit. Uh, but you have people like Sarah Palin, you know, like oh, is she gonna run? Is she isn't she gonna run? You know, and it's like you know what? No self-respecting person would vote for her. I, I'm pretty even sure the Tea Party people would be like, yeah. I, I don't think I'd vote for her. <laughs> you know, the Tea Party. You know, but I, I, I really think that you know, it, all these people are attention whores. They thrive on the attention everybody gives. So if you notice today, I didn't post any Charlie Sheen news because I think I'm like, you know, okay, for once in a week. Yeah, I was thinking. Now I did that with Apple a couple of weeks ago. It was just Apple, Apple, Apple. And I'm like, all right, fuck this. Yeah, you know, and it was mostly because it wasn't because I was trying to like go, oh yeah. This is news. No, I was going. This is funny, <laughs> and yeah. and now it's finally ceasing to be funny. Yeah, it's, now it's getting old. Yeah, so it's time to you know move on and hope you know Billy Ray Cyrus does something stupid so we can start pouncing on him. Yeah, he'll do the next meme. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that'll come up. Oh man. Moving on to my main topic. <laughs> um, open source versus closed source. Now this comes up. From earlier this week, right? Uh, Google took some, I think like 21 or 22 apps off of the uh, Android App Store. Is that what they call it? Or Marketplace or whatever? Yeah. I don't want to infringe on uh, <laughs> Apple's little trying to copyright App Store. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's like um, the Android app market or something like that. Whatever. 
the place that you fucking go <laughs> buy your apps with an Android phone or tablet or fucking ball sack, whatever. Um, Google took down 21 or 22 um, malicious fucking wannabe apps, which basically they were named something similar to real apps, but they have malicious code that would um, steal information off of your phone or said device. Uh, the now I I read this at first and I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, Google's taking care of business. But there's a lot of people that said that this is the exact opposite of an open source system, which um, Google claims Android is, which it is. It's an open source system. That's why it's on a million different fucking phones. <laughs> um, now, this brings up an interesting debate, and this debate went on a lot in the 80s. Um, Bill Gates and Bill Gates was a, a major reason why everything is closed source. When computer stuff came out, it wasn't closed source. Everything was open. Everybody could do anything they wanted to do. And then Bill Gates wrote that famous letter, um, which I'm sure you can look it up. Just Bill Gates fucking open source argument. Uh, he, he stated that, you know, to protect, to protect, um, the, the the integrity of the software. It should be closed source, you know, blah, blah, blah. Fast forward to the fucking 21st century, and we're having the same goddamn argument just with our phones. So what do you think, Nomad? Do you, what are the pros and cons first of an open source or a closed source um, system? Why don't you start this one off, buddy? <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, you know, closed source is like, you know, uh, anything from Microsoft, essentially. You know, you've got an Apple. You know, yeah, specifically with phones, well, Apple, Apple would be the big closed source giant. Yeah, um, you know, and uh, you know, uh, Oracle, Mozilla, all that stuff. And uh, you know, I I've always I've always been kind of iffy between the two. Like, do I really see one as better than the other? Because then you have like. Uh, you know, open source stuff and, you know, that, which is Linux, basically everything Linux. Yeah. Um, uh, you have, uh, what else do we have? I mean, it, it, the thing is too, is like I was, I was doing some research on this whole thing and, uh, I, I, I kind of saw like they were talking about, you know, open source has kind of gone away from being, um, innovative and they're kind of being more derivative where they're saying like, you know, because they're saying that all the stuff they're doing is is making a open source version of essentially a free version yeah. of something <laughs> you can get. Like Photoshop, you have GIMP. You know, you have for Microsoft Office, you have OpenOffice. Yeah. You know, you you have stuff like that. And and, and I kind of see that um in uh, in phones, open source I think is cool because that means anybody if you have a good idea for an app you kind of go ahead and create it and then, you know, and then try to sell it or whatever you want to do. And I, I think in, in, in those areas, it's good because it allows people to like, oh, I have an idea. You don't have to worry about, well, I'm going to try to sell it to Microsoft or Apple or, you know, uh, you know, HTC or somebody like that and see if they'll use it. You can go and say like, you know, I have this open source, you know. Then used through Google, which is obviously the biggest one for um, allowing that stuff. And, um, you know, I, I but then again, you know, on the flip side, you have close source. They can closely monitor what shit goes out right? as opposed to open source where, 
you know, you have this issue of 21 malicious uh, apps. You know, I uh, Sapien had that problem when you did the your iPod Touch. Remember that How I Met Your Mother app? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I had a How I Met just some stupid questionnaire and it fucked my stuff up. Yeah. And uh, you know, and and to be honest, when people start saying, you know, like Google took it down because uh, Sapien had said this to me last night was, you know, well then the, they're not being open sourced. I think that's a stupid remark to say because malicious software should not be held at the same regard as like open office, you know, because malicious software is to do damage to one's computer device, whatever you have. And I, I think that that shouldn't have any kind of, that shouldn't be considered open source. It's that's to cause damage or steal exactly. something that should not be held in a, in the same regard as, you know, cheap gas app, you know, it's almost like, um, you know what? And I just thought of this too. The analogy of a healthcare system. Okay. Let's take the free healthcare system of Canada and our healthcare system in America that's bloated and overpriced. Um, we, someone's sick. Okay. Let's say they have an infection or something and they go into Canada. Well, no matter what, they're going to get, they're going to get service, right? Mm-hmm. No matter what, they're going to get help. That's like open source. Everybody gets help. Everybody gets to do whatever they want. Now, you know, we won't get into the taxes and all that. Just, just stay with me. So here, <laughs> here in America, here in America, you, um, you get sick. Now it's closed source. You don't have insurance, blah, blah, blah. But you can still go to the emergency room and they have to help you. I think that what I'm trying to get to is, is that you could still have an open source system. But still have somebody watching over it to make sure someone's not trying to damage it. Yeah. You know, and, and I think, um, that happens in Linux. I mean, you have the Linux source code is open sourced, which is why you have, um, Red Hat Linux. You have, uh, Slackware Linux. You have fucking, um, Ubuntu Linux. These companies, if someone designs something to attack their versions of Linux, they will fix it. But what are they? Are, is everyone going to start crying that it's not an open source system now? So you'd rather have your computer broken to prove a point? No. You know, I don't. I don't understand the logic there, and it kind of irritate irritated me because I thought it was isolated. Maybe one person saying there's a lot of fucking people that have been saying that, and it's kind of annoying. No. It's like you're not seeing the big picture here. Yes, it's open source, but also people have this open source operating system on their four hundred dollar phones. Yeah. Okay, now if their shit is broken, all of a sudden they don't give a fuck about open source or closed source. They want their shit fixed. Right. Period. That's... You need somebody to watch it. It's different with Linux. Linux is free. Yeah. That, that's one thing that always struck me is how people always bitch about, oh, I fucking hate um, Windows. God, it's so stupid. They charge you for everything. Okay, well, then use Linux. Well, well I'm not going to fucking use that. It's like, yeah. well, then shut up. Yeah, then be quiet. <laughs> if you ultimately hate Windows... And you hate Apple, you can use Linux. Now, if you hate Linux too, then you know, use DOS. I don't know what to tell you, but or design your own operating. It's a free fucking country. Yeah. You know, do whatever the hell you want. But I hate when people do. I, I agree with you full full. I personally do not like Apple. Okay, so I don't use Apple. <laughs> I use a uh, uh, Microsoft. I didn't like Microsoft when they had Vista, so I used Linux. Once 7 came out, went right back to Microsoft because I like yeah. 7. And I didn't 
it's it's just so stupid to me to, to badmouth everything. Yeah. <laughs> but not like anything. It's just stupid. Yeah. It's, it's just it's you know yeah. as I I always like to tell my I go if you don't have something to bitch about you're not whole. Yeah. <laughs> you know and and that's that's one of the things and you know I mean I can see the advantages and the disadvantages and I'm I'm glad that Google is taking that step to say hey you know what we've been t- we're told that this is some bad shit so we're going to get rid of it. Because if you have, if you believe open source shouldn't be monitored, then that's just anarchy. Yeah, and that's never good. Yeah, you, <laughs> you, you have to have some semblance, somebody to actually govern to say, you know, and, and of course, you know, you can't just sit there and say, oh, well, this app is silly or stupid and have it removed. No, this is malicious. This is causing damage. This is stealing information. Okay, we will get rid of that. But if you want to sit there and play Kitty it's not like, pong, and know. I mean, yeah. And then the big difference too is Apple will get rid of apps that aren't malicious. They just don't like them. Mm-hmm. Like, um, they got rid of what was it? Like, uh, like Google Talk. They wouldn't like Google Talk. The Google Talk app. Mm. Google wanted to make an app for Google Talk. Like, no, 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 no. Because then people aren't going to use the fucking iPhones pay service to call people. <laughs> you know, so that's a closed source system. And now, uh, and when you have open source, you can do whatever you want. But it's just so stupid to think that people are going to spend all this money on these phones and then they're just going to love the ideal of open source. Most people don't even know their phone is open source yeah. when they buy an ad. They don't care. They just want something that's not an iPhone yeah. usually and they get it. Or something as close to the iPhone without you know, going over there to at t Yeah, exactly. Or Verizon or, or know, now, maybe, yeah. maybe they want to be T-Mobile. Maybe they want to be fucking with Sprint. Maybe they want to get Boost Mobile. I don't know what the fuck they want to do. All I know is they want an Android phone. They get their Android phone, blah, blah, blah. Oh, shit. They downloaded an app that is um, malicious, is fucking their phone up. The first thing they're going to do is go, excuse me, you need to fix this. And they're going to look at – they're not even going to know a – lot, a lot of people don't know Android's even made by Google. Mm-hmm. They're going to they're gonna look to whoever the fuck is the maker of whatever they're using and go fix it now. And they're going to expect it to be fixed now. Yeah. Not – Fucking, they don't want to debate over the over open source and closed source. They don't want some idealistic prick um, with a beard who fucking like lives in a basement saying that <laughs> Linux is freedom, man. They don't want that shit. They want their shit fixed. That's it. Yeah. Because they spend a lot of money on their phone and they expect a certain service. This is big boy business. I mean, we can all be you know free, free this, free that. With Linux on the computer, fine. I, I've done it for many years, but when we're talking about you know big boy stuff, we need to be big boys about it. Yeah. Last thing I'm going to say on the whole app stuff is, in this time, you know, gas is going up like a motherfucker. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> um, there's an app for, uh, there's an app for iPhone and for Android called Gas Buddy, and what it does is it uses your GPS, determines your location, and what Gives you the gas prices in your area. Like a boss. Like That's a so boss. Uh, uh, local yeah, I was driving home today, and uh, I usually get the 91 proof or whatever, like the, the good gas, like 386. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's expensive. And it was yesterday. It was like 360-something. <laughs> I'm like, uh, what exactly is going on? I think something's going on in the Middle East. There's the Middle East. Yeah, something like that. All right, well, I think it's time for some douchebaggery. Hey, 
All right. My douche me, baby. <laughs> uh, number three. This comes from uh, the CBS local news out here in L.A. Uh, a new campaign mailer for the L.A. area Chamber of Commerce in support of L.A. Councilman Bernard Parks has many scratching their heads at the number of dead people lending their names for endorsement. Parks and challenger 4C Hogan Rawls are involved in a fierce campaign for dis- Council District 8, which includes USC, Exhibition Park, uh, Lemert Park, Baldwin Hills, and Crenshaw. The mailer lists supporters like the honorary co-chair Ethel Bradley, the widow of former Mayor Tom Bradley, who died in 2008, according to the LA Weekly. But she is um, she is in Park's sole dead supporter. The mailer also includes Representative Juanita Melender McDonald, who died in 2007, Ray Charles, who died in 2004, TV producer Aaron Spelling, who died in 2006, and civil rights activist Ida B. Kenny, who died in 2009. According to the mailer, Parks does um, does have living people's endorsements too, like uh, Laker legend Irving Magic Johnson, who they embarrassingly misspelled his name. PR flack from uh, Egglander. Uh, Nab and Alan Ruben Gonzalez later took the blame for the uh, error-ridden mailer, the LA Weekly reported. Gonzalez told the Weekly that the mailer included an outdated list of endorsements from an earlier campaign. <laughs> My point is, shouldn't you actually probably proofread these things? I mean, Aaron Spelling, I'm pretty sure most people knew he died. Ray Charles, I know people knew he died. I mean, it just... Maybe you want to look it over next time. Yeah. You might want to, might want to proofread that. Give it a little gander, you know? Yeah. Give it a little good look, see, see what happens there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Scan it real quick. Just look at the name at least. Yeah, know? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ray Charles. Uh, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, my number two douchebag. It's actually douchebags in number two. Uh, this comes from CBS News. Uh, McCain Lieberman. U.S. should arm Libyan rebels. Two senators said today that the Obama administration should recognize the provisional government that has been seen to be taking shape in Libya's eastern half and offer aid to um, the rebels seeking to overthrow Muammar Gaddafi. They also, um, also today, Secretary of State Hillary Rodham Clinton said that the U.S. is reaching out to the Libyans trying to organize a post-Gaddafi government and is ready to prepare to offer any type of assistance. Clinton told reporters... Um, traveling with her to Geneva for a UN meeting on Monday uh, on regarding Libya, that we are at the beginning of what will follow Qaddafi. She didn't say whether the U.S. would provide military aid. Speaking in Cairo, Senator John McCain of Arizona and Senator Joe Lieberman of Connecticut said that the U.S. should help, should do more help fighting, um, fighting to overthrow Qaddafi. In an interview on the CNN's sat, um, State of the Union, Lieberman pushed for more forceful actions, including imposing a military, a no-fly zone and arming Libyan rebels. No world has, uh, no world has to do more, he said. The world has to do more, he said. Appearing on Meet the Press, McCain said that a no-fly zone should be imposed in Libya, which he said um, would have stopped Libyan forces from attacking their own people. 
they're using their um, they're using air power and helicopters to continue these massacres. He said, "We can. Uh, we've got to get tough." While McCain said that the U.S. should recognize the provisional government and offer assistance, he also said he was not ready to introduce U.S. ground forces. Look, Gaddafi's days are numbered. The question is how many and how many people are going to be massacred before he leaves one way or another. Uh, McCain also suggested that fighting that anyone fighting for the Gaddafi regime should know that they run the risk of finding themselves on trial at a at war crimes tribunal. The two law- lawmakers spoke Sunday um, from Cairo, where insurgents toppled the government of the Egyptian president, who's uh, Hosni Mubarak, earlier this month. The reason these guys are douchebags is because supplying military aid and weapons to a government that we don't like has worked so well in the past. Oh yeah, man. That's I mean, a great track record. Yeah, we I mean, we've how many times have we done that? You know, and you know the the whole um contra we we the rebels in um Nicaragua. That was a good game. That was a good game by the way. Yeah, that was, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um we supplied the Afghanis when they were um uh, fighting the Russians. That turned out well. Mm. We uh armed Saddam Hussein who was fighting Iran. So many things have gone so well with that track record. Um, I think that uh, maybe next time you might want to leave it to the people that have probably not experienced that generation. <laughs> you- I honestly think – I mean I think we should provide aid. Like, you know, I mean we, we have the means. I think we should provide aid to other countries. But for military shit, fuck it. Yeah. Let the Middle East duke it out, dude. If they want to fight over every petty little fucking thing, let them do it. Yeah. Why are we providing aid to anyone? Yeah. And you know what happens with that is that once we start supplying people with stuff, then it turns around and says, oh, they're just a, a puppet of the U.S. Yeah. So how about we let them handle their problem like grownups? Because we have always been the one to back the wrong horse. And none of the shit we've ever done has come back to bite us in the ass. All right, my number one douchebag of the week. Uh, <laughs> uh, this comes from MSNBC. Uh, this man is no captain of the Enterprise. Mm. The former commander of the nuclear of a nuclear aircraft carrier, as well as two of his superiors, should be censured over raunchy videos shown to crew members. Navy investigators said in releasing their findings Thursday. The inquiry faulted Captain Owen Honors, who was relieved of command of the USS Enterprise (laughs) in (laughs) January after Navy leaders learned about the videos from media reports, as well as Rear Admiral uh, Lawrence Rice and Rear Admiral Ron Horton. That is like a flagship for the Navy, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, Navy leaders are vested with extraordinary military authority and must be held to a higher standard and maintain their credibility in the eyes of their subordinates under the most difficult, even possibly life-threatening circumstances, the commander of the Fleet Forces Admiral John Henry in a statement. A Navy investigation found at least 25 videos containing contained that inappropriate scenes. The recommendations were forwarded to the Navy security Ray, Ray Mabus have um, – have the potential to hinder the the officer's career. Uh, in the videos produced on ship and broadcast to the crew during deployment between October 2005 and December 2007 included anti-gay slurs, sa- sailors of both genders in shower scenes and salty language. They were Ooh. broadcast over the ship's television system during weekly movie nights. 
<laughs> hey, real quick, they would have never used that term salty language if it wasn't in the Navy. <laughs> That's true. Keep it real, dude. <laughs> Honors, who was serving as the Enterprise Executive Officer at the time, starred in the starred in the videos. Sailors oh, on board the ship when the videos aired said that they were intended to be humorous and served as a way of maintaining morale on long deployments. Harvey said the videos showed a profound lack of judgment when he moved honors into the administrative job at Naval Staff and uh, Naval Station Norfolk. The Navy said the investigation focused on all of the production of the videos, included the actions of other senior officers who knew about the video and what actions should um, they should uh, that. Uh, let me try that again. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and what actions they took in response. Honor's civil, uh, civilian attorney, Char- Charles Gittens, has said that if Honors had been told to stop producing and broadcasting the videos, he would have done so. No, because making really, you know, lewd and crude videos and broadcasting on ship night <laughs> doesn't need to, you know, oh, no, 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 go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, you want, you, you want, uh, same gendered people in, in the shower and doing some obscene things? Yeah, sure, no problem. No, yeah. that, 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 that works. This is no captain of the Enterprise. I will tell you that. That's right. This would not have gone down on Kirk's watch, on Picard. Picard's watch. Archer's watch. Hell no. No. No, no. No shower scene. No. Unless it's with a fine green lady. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, Kirk yeah. would have had that shit. Kirk would have tagged that bitch. When I saw this, I thought, not only is this guy a douchebag, but he captained the Enterprise. Yeah, and you know, you know what? All all things aside, too, that is the flagship of the name. Come on, you know what I mean? The, show some class. But even, but even that, I mean, if you went off seas and go, oh yeah, what were, uh, what ship did you command? I commanded the Enterprise. Everybody, civilians would be like, oh shit, oh, oh shit, you captain the Enterprise like a boss. Burr, burr, burr. <laughs> <laughs> He's walking around in a yellow shirt and shit. Yes, yeah, <laughs> sitting Kirk esque in the chair, you know, Kirk esque, because you could never sit fully Kirk. <laughs> Kirk esque, but only Kirk could sit Kirk. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh oh man. man, so uh, what are your douchebags of the week? Douchey douche, douche douche, douchey douche. Uh, pizzeria owner left mice at rival shop. <laughs> Shit. This is in Upper Darby, Pennsylvania. Uh, pizzeria owner with mice problems, uh, he blamed on competitors, tried to sabotage, uh, two rival shops by dumping mice in them Monday, authorities in suburban Philadelphia said. <laughs> That's just classic. Wow. Upper Darby police said a man walked into Verona Pizza on Monday afternoon. And asked to use the the bathroom. After he left, the owner said he found footprints on the toilet and noticed that. Did he like run in there like after the cat left? Like, What's the motherfucker doing in the bathroom? Uh, footprints on the toilet and noticed that the drop ceiling had been disturbed. Uh oh. No. It's like fucking Batman, dude. World's greatest detective. He had detective mode on. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> He played the game through Detective Mode, which is pretty much what everybody else did, too. Uh, I lost my place. And he found a bag tucked up above. The owner turned the bag over to two police officers who happened to be eating lunch there. Nice. Oh. And they found three white mice. Three white mice. Inside. Three white mice, really. Yeah, whatever. Police superintendent. Superintendent. <laughs> I chit said. 
Police say the man, the man then walked across the street to Uncle Nick's Pizza and dumped another bag into a trash can inside the establishment. Jesus. The police found, um, what's funny is he's, no place can get little mice, you can get rats. Yeah. Oh my God. But people don't associate that. They just see something crawling on for the, yeah. holy shit, it's a rat! <laughs> 2012! <laughs> 2012! <laughs> it dumped another bag of trash in the establishment. Police found five live mice. Yeah, he must have hated that one a little bit more. Seriously. Um, we have, there's a quote, we have never had anything like this where mice have been used as an instrument of crime, Chitwood said. Now here's the quote of the century. Nomad, you paying attention? I'm paying attention. This is food terrorism by mice. Wow. Dice. <laughs> <laughs> that is why Chitwood, the uh, superintendent, is also wrapped into the douchebag part of it, because that quote is just classic. Oh my god. Um, Nicholas Galasta, Greek last name, 47, <laughs> owner of Nina's Bella Pizzeria, a few blocks away, faces charges of disorderly conduct, harassment, and animal cruelty, police said. Chitwood, animal cruelty, they, they usually feed snakes. Chitwood told reporters that investigators believe Galasta, Greek name, was given, fuck, how do you say that? Galistastos? That's Let's call him Gale, dude. <laughs> call him Gale? Yeah. I believe Gale was having mice problems himself that he blamed on his competitors. This is getting long-winded. Basically, this motherfucker's <laughs> an asshole, dude. Like, why would you dump fucking... Oh, whatever, dude. That was, that was number three for a reason, but still, it's so fucking stupid. That's stupid. All right, let's do it. Number two. Have I been drinking? Yes. <laughs> That's the tagline. Um, oh, these all three of these are from MSNBC. Per usual, for my shit. <laughs> Got to plug it. You know. Yeah. Uh, this is in Ellera, Ohio. Police in Northern Ohio say a man who was asked during a traffic stop whether he'd been drinking took a swig from an open can of beer and told the officer, "Yes." <laughs> that might be epic, person. Say, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. According to Cleveland's WJW-TV. I guess I don't understand the dash. The El- the Ellera Police Report says 25-year-old Stephen Supers nice. Nice. was pulled over early Wednesday because the officer had observed him speeding. The report says that after Supers took the drink in front of the officer, he failed a series of field sobriety tests. Really? He's, really? You gotta, just arrest the motherfucker. He just drank <laughs> in front of you. Now, there's a um, point where you just want to ridicule the dude. Yeah. You're going to do this five times. We're going to go in front of, like, a bunch of high school girls. <laughs> <laughs> um, Supers is scheduled to appear in court Tuesday on charges including driving under the influence, driving under suspension, and possession of marijuana. Because, you know, you got some weed on them, baby. Oh, yeah. Not, not criminal mischief. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I always love that charge. Oh yeah, you've been mis- you've been mischievous. <laughs> a message was left at his home phone number in Ellera on Thursday. Court records do not list his attorney, most likely a public defender. Yeah. So that's hilarious. Like <laughs> it's kind of it kind of sounds badass at first. Like sip sip sip. Yeah, I've been drinking, bitch. But when you really you know when you come off your cloud and you start thinking real world shit. Yeah. You're like a fucking idiot. <laughs> My favorite was um, I was watching the news. It's actually similar to this. I was watching the news the other day, and they said that they had this car chase of this guy and um, drove around for like two hours or whatever. Then finally stop, um, stops, gets out of the car. He's in a bathrobe, 
and starts running. Cops run up, catch him, and they go, "Are you under any? Are you under any substances?" And then he looks. He goes, "Just marijuana." No, no, I'm not. I'm not under anything. It's like, what a fail. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> All right, my number one douchebag. Mm-hmm. Number one douchebag. Sex toy demo at university class raises questions. Wow. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> did, a, did a Northwestern University human sexuality professor go too far when he held an optional live sex presentation on campus grounds? If you have to ask... <laughs> on February 21st, little little late, should have done it on Valentine's Day. On February 21st, Professor John Michael Bailey, why why do I need to know his middle name? A psychology professor known for pushing the envelope invited students from his human sexuality class to observe a non-student naked woman being stimulated with a motorized sex toy on stage. Why didn't and they have those classes when I was in school? Straight up. And by the way, all that all that smart people talk meant a chick jerking herself off. <laughs> N- NBC station W. Thank you for clearing, clarifying that. You know, so some people, you know, whatever. <laughs> but 120 students attended the demonstration. No shit. Yeah. People None were sick and actually, showed up for class. None of them actually in the class, right? <laughs> Fucking, it's like a dog. Only like 12 paid for the class. You know? It's like, hey, you know what? Uh, professor, I heard you had a field trip for us. Yeah, we're going to go see a donkey show. If you want to fucking check <laughs> that out. Um, about 120 <laughs> demonstration, which was curated by Chicago sex tour guide Ken Melvone. Melvoin? Melvoinberg. By the way, what an epic title for a job. Oh, what do you do for a living, dude? Uh, I'm a Chicago sex tour guide. What up? According <laughs> to the Northwestern Daily Newspaper. The session was billed as a question and answer session about fetishes, <laughs> fetishes with a demonstration at the end, said, uh, Pratik Shah, a senior math and economics student. <laughs> See, even in a fucking class, cat, dude. <laughs> uh, students were warned of the nature of the class several times, and some walked out before the demonstration. Then, here's a quote, then just out of nowhere, the girl just takes her pants off, takes her shirt off, takes her underwear off, Shaw said, and he stayed. Shaw didn't stay the whole time, bullshit, because he was <laughs> with some people who were uncomfortable and wanted to leave. Yeah, he but, wanted to go to the bathroom real quick. Uh, <laughs> quick release. But he says he, he can see both sides of the story. As long as there's been proper warning, the people that stay shouldn't feel offended, Shaw said. They're choosing to see what they're seeing. I agree with that. Yeah. The professor and administrators have defended the class. Uh, I think that this after-class event was quite valuable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet. Bailey, Bailey said in a recording of last Wednesday's lecture obtained by the paper. Why? One reason is that I think it helps us understand sexual diversity. We'll cut it off right there. <laughs> um, there's a few. There's a few points of interest that I wanna. I wanna point out. Um, one, you're in college. I think every person in that class, all 120 students, have seen a woman jerk themselves off before. <laughs> uh, porn is very prevalent in this country. <laughs> um, I've seen an actual woman do it. So it, it just goes to show that it's not displaying any great fucking thing that nobody didn't know. You know, you know what right, I mean? Right. Second of all, 
as while I do agree, you shouldn't be offended if you were already told what the class was. I mean, he was he was upfront about it, whatever. Uh, it's kind of common sense. This is gonna <laughs> cause problems. Like, he just sounds like that dick. It's like he wakes up in the morning and you know he pours his Cheerios and uh, or his Bran Flakes or whatever, and you know, he puts puts a little skin milk in it and he cuts an orange and he sits down. He's like, "What can I do to piss the fuck off of everybody that ever comes into fucking contact with me? What can I do to alienate myself from every one of my peers? What can I do to get on MSNBC's Weird News? And and finally, what can I do?" To be the number one douchebag on <laughs> Sapiens Less on the Lazy Geeks. Right? Right. That then he's he's a famous. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Um but I mean, don't get me wrong, I do agree that, you know, don't don't fucking cry wolf if you if they already told you what it was. Don't sit there and go, Oh, this is an outrage. Nah. <laughs> Why are you outraged, motherfucker? They told you she was gonna fucking jerk herself off. Is it because you, you you have a girl or you have a wife and you don't want to seem like I didn't know that was happening. I'm yeah, fucking cheering when she started taking her clothes off, dude. Yeah, college yeah. students, dude. Oh yeah. Is this a participation class? Only the Christian people got up. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, I, what is your epic person, my brother? Yeah, I think it's time for some epicness. All right, well, my epic person of the week. This is a little involved story, so I want you guys to follow me here. <laughs> I've never liked Tyler Perry movies. I think they bring out the most negative portrayals in African Americans than black exploitation films of the seventies. Mm-hmm. And this story actually, actually, uh, kind of makes my point pretty clear. Before people start jumping down my throat, and uh, the scripts are juvenile, the acting of those films are equally horrendous, mm. this particular story just shows how sensitive people are. Apparently, some people sued a movie theater for telling them to shut up before a movie. According to The Hollywood Reporter, 23 black moviegoers went to a screening of Tyler Perry's Why Did I Get Married back in 2007. Why did they go? Honestly, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> now, the manager told the crowd... That they need I don't to- know why the fuck they would want to go see this shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the theater owner manager told the crowd that they need to keep quiet during the movies. Forget the fact that you know in in big areas you know you have those ones that say don't you, nobody wants to hear your soundtrack. Shut up, you know. Right. Um, I'm not being racist here, but I'm sure everyone immediately thinks of the stereotypes. Well, David Stewart, the manager. Don't go in the room. <laughs> I had to do it, dude. Get out no. the room! Get out the room! You're not aware of the stereotype. And I'm not saying it's true. I'm just saying the stereotype. Because we all have st- – every culture has a stereotype. This particular stereotype is about African Americans. Um, or black people, whatever. Uh, if you've seen 40-Year-Old Virgin, <laughs> when he was watching the horror movie in the store, bitch, get out the room! That's – <laughs> That's the stereotype. <laughs> Screaming at the movie screen. Uh, well, David, when David Stewart, the manager, left the theater, you know, um, he was told by some uh, by some patrons that followed him out and said his his comments weren't well received. So he went back in and apologized for offending anyone and explained himself. Well, one of those at the screening was Juana Fuentes Bowles, the director. Of the Delaware's Human Relations Division. Oh, snap. Yeah. She told everyone that Stewart's comments were racist 
and her office conducted a hearing and found that Stewart's conduct violated apparently the state's equal accommodation law. Yes, the law that says you cannot tell black people to be quiet. Yeah. Her <laughs> office conducted this investigation. So we go with the, if you think something's wrong, you'll find something wrong mentality on this one. So apparently her, her solution was to give each of the 23 complainants an award of $1,500 in damages for being told to be quiet in a movie. Now, do I think everyone that saw Ghost Rider in a movie theater should sue for cruel and unusual punishment? <laughs> well, the Superior Court in Delaware said... You might have more of a case with yeah, that one. I know, seriously. Said, I don't think so. And reversed the ruling. Of course, they appealed... Like a boss, yeah. dude. And the state, they appealed to the state Supreme Court. And the state Supreme Court said, uh-uh. They upheld the ruling saying, no one gets money from this. The judge cited that they didn't establish evidence that he did it because of discrimination. The theater manager did the same thing to a theater full of kids watching Halloween. If anyone should be sued, it should be Tyler Perry for making the movies. <laughs> Straight again, up. The, ra- the, the epic person of this is the judicial system. For once they said, stop being stupid. And, be, and when people tell you to shut up in a movie, people don't pay you to talk in a movie. I don't care if if you're if you're African American or white or Hispanic or whatever because you know what there's always those people that talk during a film. Yep. And you know what happened today? You know, I went. Oh yeah, you you went out to the movies, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I went out to the movies today, and that happened to me. I was like, behind me, there was these just stupid little kids watching um, Take Me Home Tonight, and they're like, you know, and they weren't overly obnoxious. But then the one that, you know, that's me, man. That's what I would do. You know, that, that shit. It's like, shut That teenage fuck. bullshit. It's that's, like, that's me exactly, yeah. motherfucker. That's how I roll. Yeah. <laughs> now you turn around and go, shut the fuck up. I'm not here to hear you, dude. I didn't pay 10 bucks to come in here and listen to your ass. You know, so, you know what? People need and to. After ch- Nomad was done choking a bit. Yeah. He enjoyed the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I mean, it's just the judicial system finally did something right. And said, you know what? Shut the fuck up. You can't scream racism. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, shut the fuck up. You can't scream racist when someone tells you to shut the fuck up. Ridiculous, dude. That's like, that's like if I'm at a, at a bar, cause I'm Irish, okay? So I'm at a bar. Yeah, whatever. And then I hear, alright, last call. You can't have any more drink. Oh, cause I'm Irish, motherfucker. You gotta put a limit. That's racist. That's so stupid, dude. Like, I've been in movie theaters before that they, they actually, Nowadays, almost every time I go to the movies, um, when it's a brand new film, especially if it's a comic book film, they'll come in and they'll say, all right, let's try to keep the, you know, I'm at, have a good time, try to keep it down, you know, blah, 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 blah. So now it's like, oh, you th- you say comic book geeks allowed, motherfucker? Is that what you're trying to say? I mean, it would be different if somebody was selling like dollar tacos and a bunch of Hispanic people came in, then he took the sign down. That's, yeah. a, that's a little different. <laughs> and, put, and put hot dogs real quick. <laughs> be different if he walked in and, and he walks in all calm and then he looks at the audience he gets on his mic and he goes oh it's a bunch of black people in here um <laughs> listen due to the nature of the audience i'm gonna have to ask you to shut the fuck up like that'd be different you know what i mean <laughs> the nature of the audience <laughs> although that would be funnier <laughs> that would be as funny as fuck <laughs> If I was in the, if I was like the one white dude in there, I'd be like, ah! <laughs> I'm just laughing my ass off. Because you know, it's a Tyler Perry movie. There, there are there are just black people in there, yeah. and that's not a racist thing. It's because Tyler Perry's kind of racist. He just writes movies for black people, 
And it kind of it annoys me because his movies are so just stupid. Yeah. Like these people in his films cannot figure out basic things yeah. about life. And what irritates me is it paints African Americans in bad light. Yeah. You know, just because you're putting people, just because you're putting black people in a nice house, doesn't mean you're doing them any favors. Yeah, because you know, one of the things that I've always seen, like, you know, I, I you know, sometimes they, I, you know, I'm watching a movie on cable, and then I leave the room, and then come back, and a Tyler Perry movie's on. The situations are so, so inconceivable. Like, there is no way that situation is going to happen in real life. Regardless if you're black, white, you know, it, it's blue. yeah, blue. It, <laughs> it's not gonna happen, you know. And I mean, I understand. Yeah, you don't want to make yo what's up, bro. You know, you don't want to make it all ghetto, gangs, ghetto related. But you ghetto. know, <laughs> ghetto. But you, you know, know. what? Just ghetto from every country. Yeah. Like, you know what, dude? This is the point blank. And this is the last thing I'm gonna say. It was fucking Tyler Perry bullshit. Whether you're black, white, whatever. They shouldn't be feel the vibration, <laughs> the vibration, feel <laughs> the vibration. Oh shit! Um, they shouldn't be portraying you like there shouldn't be an all black movie. There shouldn't be an all because first of all, if there was an all white movie, there'd be a fucking issue. Like everyone would be pissed off. Remember when people were pissed off that Friends didn't have any black people on it? Oh right, yeah. They put Aisha Tyler in there, and she was the most uncomfortable character. <laughs> it just made no sense. You know what I mean? And yeah. like. But there was the Waynes brothers where the only time you ever saw a white person was because he was an asshole trying to take their newsstand or something. Yeah, it was it was or the white person for, oh, I'm white, you know, it's like, you know what? It's 2011. We're all going to die next year anyway. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) let's all drop the bullshit. Put people in movies because of talent, not because of what color they are. Okay, point blank. I just watched that fucking uh, Superman, Batman Apocalypse had a black guy playing um, Darkseed. It didn't bother me. <laughs> Darkseed's fucking alien. He ain't black, white, or nothing. And I think that was a good statement for civil fucking rights. <laughs> Although he's an evil motherfucker. <laughs> but still, you know what I'm trying to say, though? It's like, why Why are we... Not so- really. I'm kind of losing you there. Yeah, I do that a lot. The, my main point is why are we focused on we have to make a movie strictly for black people yeah. and i've asked this question before and people go well tyler perry's writing about what he knows and i'm like are you telling me he was so sheltered that he's never had interactions with any other people than black people that is the stupidest thing i'm white okay irish specifically i walk outside and i'm lucky if i see a white person okay <laughs> that doesn't bother me but it just tells me that when you live in america you're you're there's influence everywhere from every different culture I mean, where the fuck did he live that it was only black people? I mean, I used I have friends that are Asian, that are white, that are Jewish, gay, you know, uh, people gay. I said, you you need to really make sure that comma is in there. (laughs) (laughs) Jewish gay. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Black white supremacist. You know, it's just it's those kind of. You know, I I have had a colorful life, you know. So yeah, I could. <laughs> I, no pun intended. <laughs> oh, oh shit! All right, what's your epic person? <laughs> Black, Great white, person. red. Feel the vibration. Feel the vibration. <laughs> oh, geez, I can't believe you brought that back. Well, that, that's it. 
It's because you said black, white. And I know, but I didn't mean it. And uh, just all of a sudden, like, that just, like, hit me. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, the vibrations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Take my shirt off right now. <laughs> oh, um, please don't. I already forgot. Um, oh, it, it was just real quick. Uh, Nick Fury being a black person does not bother me. I just everybody <laughs> calm the fuck down, okay? Um, my epic person of the week is Google, which is obviously a company. It's not a person, but stay with me. Um, this goes back to what we were previously talking about with the twenty-one malicious software. I want to put them on Epic because they they were told, "Hey, man." There's some fucking problems going on in the Android marketplace. 21. How long do you think it took them to take those fucking uh, apps off? Five fucking minutes, dude. Five minutes and all 21 apps were gone. And some of these apps were in fucking, like, if you go to lazy.com, I post the fucking 21 apps. Some of them are in, like, Chinese and shit. Yeah. Like, you know, this is American companies. They're gone. You know, whatever. It's it's whatever. Try to get Apple to do that shit. <laughs> I mean, come on. I was like, fuck. But honestly, all jokes aside, it really shows that Google is dedicated to the platform. Um, Google is is dedicated to putting the Android operating system on a high pedestal and just striving for quality. There's so many companies will make something, and then once it's popular, they don't give a fuck. The updates slow down, the fucking, the fixes don't come when they should be coming, Microsoft. You know, just a lot of, just a lot of <laughs> dumb bullshit that happens, okay? Well, Microsoft in the early 90s. No, even still now. Look how long it took it for that big, massive uh, service pack update. I don't even know what it did. I okay? have no idea either. Nothing changed. I know. <laughs> I spent for thirty minutes downloading yeah, and installing that shit. Thirty minutes of my life. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, I guess that pretty much does it for us this week. Uh, before we head out, we want to remind you all to follow us on Facebook, Facebook slash Lazy Geeks, uh, and Twitter, uh, Lazy Geeks one word. Or you can follow individually. You can follow Lazy underscore Nomad or Lazy underscore Sapien. Check us out and follow our uh, individual tweets. We also, you know, give you the links to the site and stuff like that, too, because, you know, we know you want that. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> we want to uh, uh, give credit where credit's due. All the music on this podcast was provided by the talented Kevin McLeod. Uh, so uh, some of you may know coming up, and we kind of mentioned this early on, uh, we're going to start doing – this is just real quick. We're gonna, we may start doing from time to time – middle of the week kind of stuff maybe just like a half hour 40 minutes of just us bullshitting uh so we're gonna throw it out there from time to time if you guys like it cool let us know if you do or don't uh and you know it might not be a regular thing it might just be when when we decided it's literally gonna be us bullshitting it's not gonna be anything specific yeah it's it might not even make any fucking sense (laughs) there are some days where especially me I don't make any fucking sense. Yeah. I'm just all over the place. We're going to have a topic, and then we're just, hey, let's do, okay. And we're going to just throw something yeah, out. So just be whatever, dude. So um, so yeah. definitely be watching out. We're going to hit you up this week with one. So uh, definitely look out, look up for that later on. And um, so that about does it for oh, no, 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 no. Did we tell them about um, 
the comic our comics are read lists, the stuff that we oh. bought for the week. Oh, let me yeah. let me do it. Let me do okay. it. Let me do it. Let me do it. Let me do it. Let me do it. Um each week me and Nomad go to the comic book store. Collector's Paradise, baby. <laughs> and uh it's in Winneka, right? Yeah. Yeah. Winnetka, LA County. Uh, so what we're going to start doing is we're going to start, I, I buy strictly DC, he buys strictly Marvel. Occasionally we might get something from like image or dark horse, um, when they have something I want to read. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to list, uh, everything we bought and give a really quick, like little, you could call it a review, but just like, oh, this is kind of sick or eh, I wasn't feeling this one. Just a real quick, no spoilers. No. I'm not. I'm not gonna put the DC end is not gonna have any spoilers. I can't speak for Marvel over here, fucking <laughs> Marvel man and shit. Um, so we're gonna do that strictly on the website. We're not gonna put that in the podcast. We already have the comic rundown. I think we're we're set with comics on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, so that should be up no later than tomorrow because now it's getting kind of late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Normally um, we're gonna try to have it done for you guys on Friday. Because given that comics come out on Wednesday, you can hit Friday if you want to hit the comic yeah, shops. You got to give us some fucking time to read them. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, and we're gonna, I well, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure Nomad will do this too because I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna link it to its comic comicscology page. A uh, great little resource for uh, when comics are coming out. You can create a pull list, all that bullshit. Um, so we'll be linking it there. Uh, and it's gonna be the shit. I mean, basically every book that's gonna be on there, we have personally read, and we are experts in the field. So, which means that, um, given the, we're gonna, I'm gonna probably create a new page, so it's gonna be like, uh, kind of like a comic rundown kind of thing, and um, you'd be able to check there if you want to strictly look at what of our comic, what our comic pulls have been, and our list and stuff. So, check basically, it out. we're moving, we're moving further into comics. We want yeah. it to be a main part of the situation, yeah. not the situation from the the Jersey Shore. <laughs> Our situation. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that just about does it for us. So uh, bla- please comment on the podcast on iTunes or whatever you use on the website, wherever, because you can hear us on, you know, you can get it through iTunes. You can get, if you happen to be a member of Podbean, you can comment there, or you can even comment on the website because we have a podcast page with all our podcasts there. Uh, so be sure to let us know whatever you like, the good, the bad, the sexy, and the ridiculous. If you have any comments or ideas for future podcasts, go ahead and hit us up on the website, thelazygeeks.com, or email us at thelazygeeks at gmail.com. So until next week, peace out. Woo-hoo!